War Podcast episode 56. Go. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dan. Oh. Dan? Dan? Dan! Dan, you you get back here! What if Dan just, like, walked in the door? Hey, guys! (laughs) Dan's not here because he gave blood because he's a good Samaritan. What a fuck. (laughs) How dare you help others? He's super into bloodletting. He said... Hey, guys, I don't feel so great right now because I gave blood something, something, something nice. Yeah, welcome to the Ward Podcast where we... um, just read messages from phones. Where, where is my phone? Uh, I threw it away. Oh, okay. I thought that would be there. We're talking about war business <laughs> I, stuff. I, I, I figure I, you don't need this anymore. I know you're big in Apple hate right now, but I'm not. I'm not. Big. Hey, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I've had a pretty measured response for myself. <laughs> first of all, let's clarify. Do, do you want to talk about headphone jack gate? It's no. Fuck you. Don't <laughs> fuck <laughs> headphone jack gate. <laughs> Mason gate. It's not. I, I didn't have as violent an opinion on it. I, don't, I feel like Mason I just measured opinion and gate. <sighs> I I'd like to imagine like a, like a, a wrought iron gate like to the front of like the Wayne Manor, but it's got Mason's face like Photoshop. But it's like it's like a it's just measured out like that. Dylan's doing this awkward jerking off motion to describe the shape of Dylan, this. Dylan, put your pants back on. The um, all right, fine. Let's fucking talk. Let's talk about Apple. Let me let me clarify a few things. One, I hopped off the Apple train years ago because oh okay no no i'm not yeah. i'm not preempting I'm just, I'm just ma- it I'm I, i've had a problem with apple product because i hated interfacing with the phone through itunes like i that's just a really good point hated itunes yeah but that's such not a thing anymore well no, no, no they, they, it kind of is because i do have to close itunes every single time and i actually abhor that program and i also i wanted to use my phone i wanted to be able to plug it into a usb put stuff on it and use it like a portable hard drive because i needed to do that a lot and i like i have flash drives but i lose them all the time so now I use my phone to do that. Mm-hmm. But now with like the advent of like cloud stores and all that or shit, like it's not as big a deal. Hmm. I also hopped off the iPhone because I hate Safari. And I hate Why do you that hate I Safari? can't. So like if you're uh, um I mean I I need to use Safari as a web developer, but like if it's you're so, super plugged into Google, right? Right. Chrome and, and is it's just better. It's so sense. much easier yeah. to like interface all my devices, like if I was making a developer like a uh, board thing. Yeah. But you know, Whatever. <laughs> but I like, I mean, I, I like my MacBook Pro. I like, you know, I want to move to another desktop, I mean, another laptop solution. But for right now, the MacBook Pro is fine. I just, their phones have been, I just feel like anti-user and anti-consumer yeah. for a while. But also, like, they make they make things easier than any other phone does. It's just that, God forbid, you want to do anything that they don't think you should be doing because right. you got to yeah. go. And, but I feel like, you know... Mostly because of market pressures. Uh, what market pressure told them to remove the headphone jack? All right, right, ignore ignoring that for a second. <laughs> but like, yes, they constantly play catch up to a lot of Android features, like notification center, uh, notifications in general, a lot of things like that. You know, like um, multitasking, multitasking Little things that have become bigger. NFC uh, was, which is still not huge, yeah. but right, it's still but cool. It's, it's a useful feature. I agree. And it's more ubiquitous, I would say, because of Apple. And I think that large, like the other, the big reason I moved to Android, it's just cause I am a, I use Google search on my phone more than anything period. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I've always been like fascinated with the concept of Google now. And I was really bummed. They shuttered that team, mm-hmm. but like Google now I use, I still use it every day. 
Like, that's how I read the weather. That's how I know traffic. That's how I know news a lot of time. So I like, I like, I think I'm more drawn to Android because of what Google brings to the table, not because Apple's not delivering. Sure. Mm. But I will say that Apple's made it very easy to not want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm locked in enough to their ecosystem where it's like, it's not painful for me to, to use their stuff and I, I enjoy their products. But like, you know, enough of my stuff is on iTunes in terms of music and things like that. It's like, I don't want to go back. I mean, obviously I could do some finagling on my computer to just throw all those MP3s yeah. onto uh, an Android phone, but I don't want throw to. Throw uh, um, Google. It'd be pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Um, but, and I do. And I do. don't do local music. And I do like uh, um, material design better than the human, human yeah. interface. I think, I think Google is putting a lot more priority on on the UX than than Apple is sometimes a lot of the time no no well, drive uh, no there's a there's a lot of things that I think that Google puts out as a because Google's so huge they can't lock it up and I, I think that there are Apple pro- Google apps on Apple look better than on Android and I think a lot of time drive desktop drive is still a, a nightmare kind of shitty experience no I agree I also I mean, you can argue the the highs in, of material design, but the rollout of material design to all their software has been awkward and not uniform, and they're breaking their own design standards all the uh, time. Well, let's talk about their note-taking app, how they have, like, three, and they just, like, ign- no, how about ignore their fucking it. Or messaging apps. apps. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, I'm that's fair. I, Dylan, over this, so I've used Hangouts now for, what, two years, three years? So, well, whenever you got your phone. Right, so two, two years, three sure. years, whatever. Been fine using Hangouts. As soon as they announced Allo was not replacing Hangouts, but instead coming alongside of it, which means that Google now has three chat clients. What's the third? Messenger. They have one called, or Messages. Oh, which is like the Android stock. Right. Hmm. Which is like your SMS, but also has Hangouts in it. Yeah. That's weird. It's fucking stupid. It's just, you know, classic big tech engineer company kind of like... For sure. ...wants to innovate upon itself and doesn't know how to... Properly. I just want our audience to know that I'm an equal opportunity tech company hater, that I think they're yeah. all making dumb decisions. <laughs> I just think that Google's making less at the moment. I think Allo looks really cool, too. The idea of a, a chat that's uh, plugged into Google is pretty sweet. I don't mind mm. that Google's going to be scraping all my messages. Mm. Whatever. They're already doing it. Yeah, it, I've long since given up on, on a semblance of data privacy. Like, I know my shit's just being tracked 24 7 well you don't even have to be private about it you post everywhere you are that's true <laughs> i know i know all your data without even i did you posted your social security number the other day i'm like all right <laughs> and mother's man name i did stop using swarm though i, I kind of got over that game i'm in pittsburgh here's my penis i'm in jersey here's my penis i'm in michigan it's here's the, my penis. New selfie i'm back home here's, here's my, my bias in my butt <laughs> no and i i think from I think Dylan said the other day where he's like the industrial design. I think, I think it looks cool. I think it looks like the same. I look, it looks the same. Here's my my problem with it though. Like, it's so fragile that it's gonna be whatever color your case is. And it's gonna look like your case. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, but you could do some pretty cool. I had when well, I got my six plus. I got one of those like lime green, uh, silicone cases that they sell. So why even bother to overdesign the the industrial aspect of the I, phone? I don't know. I I will say that like I love the iPhone four design. Oh like, yeah, I, I thought that was this. I thought they like pulled all the right stuff from like Art Deco and stuff, and uh-huh. like the buttons on the, the side, the it looked like a middle. fucking TV. Oh my Wait, god, the four I or the five, it. the four. Oh, I mean, see, I'm all five, about the four. The five, I mean, the, also, five. the five was the same thing. It was just the longer, longer, one. Yeah. longer. But the four, it, yeah, I thought edges. the four, like even the aspect, right, like just the dimensions of it. it just, yeah, that is will be my favorite phone to hold in my hand. I had a four mm. S. I don't like holding my LG. 
by the way. Like, I think the screen's too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a 4S before I got my 6 Plus, and you I know, love the 4S. That's yeah. what I had, and I and I like the and I like new ones. Like, I like the Jet Black one. I did see a parody video where it's like iPhone 7 comes in two new colors: hot and topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Red that's and good. Black. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty. Alex is back on board. Yeah. Did you guys see the uh, parody product? Um, it's a little headphone jack plug that you can put into your phone to upgrade it to iPhone Seven. <laughs> it's unremovable because why would you want to? I I told Dylan this the other day, but the the courage thing just that drove me that, crazy. I don't know. That's just, uh, that made me genuinely angry. When that's he, just when Phil said Schiller that. being Phil Schiller and whatever being I, Phil shitty. Whatever. I yeah. I love how much. Well, I mean, I can see why he'd get more crap for the courage thing but i still loved when they were talking about i don't know their fucking cinema displays one announcement and he was talking about they showed like uh, a still from the dark knight and he's like and you can even watch the black knight i was like oh phil <laughs> oh phil buddy i you know and I, I think that the one thing that's the most fascinating is that i think that regardless of if apple's killing it or not i think that steve jobs dying is still like people just are like oh he was it yeah. That was the company. And I think that even if like Apple was innovating and they're not as in it, like, I, I think they're not doing what they did before. I think what they're Definitely innovating not. are things that what customers don't see because Tim Cook was the operating officer. Right. So he was just streamlining the hell of that operating chain. And then also like, you know, their clean energy initiatives with their production facilities, things like that. I think or yeah. how or just how much more Apple's making money on their products because it's all Apple inside. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think. But I think that that's, that's not the appeal of Apple yeah. to a consumer. Yeah. The appeal of Apple to consumers is that this is the fucking future. Yeah. But, I mean, you could argue, I mean, who knows if Steve Jobs were still alive, what kind of new product they'd have out, but maybe they wouldn't. Maybe Well, right. I'd argue even at the tail end of Steve Jobs' life, it was starting to, like, level out of, like... Oh, I think so, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I people are like, oh, he died, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. where's I, my Apple do, TV? Do you think it would have made a difference if he were still alive today? Well, I can't say that. Well, I think... I, I, I would, think that yeah. he had a huge... I think that his impact is huge. But I, I don't know. The only thing I can say is that from reading his biography, I think a lot of things that happened in the keynotes he wouldn't have let happen, mm. such as the the karaoke on the way to the keynote. I think Steve Jobs would have been like, was nah, it, wait, no. what, what was that? Was that a you thing? think he would like that? What was, no. the, what was the karaoke thing? He he was they were I told you in the messenger. He while I was watching the live stream, Tim oh, Cook yeah. they opened it. Was in the cook in the car with uh, the British guy, the what, TV Jim um, Joni Ive. No no, 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 it's no. Pharrell and the guy that does car karaoke. His oh, name is Skating that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedian. Um, He's kind of funny. It, and but no, like Steve Jobs has done plenty of skits like that. Like they talk about in the biography. Like there's the one where they got the guy that played Steve Jobs in Pirates of Silicon Valley to come onto the That's stage. Right. You're, no, you're right. You're right. Parts you're right. where he'll just break uh, his you know diatribe and like talk about the time when him and uh, and Wozniak like were fucking with college students. <laughs> Like, because they built this radio interceptor that fucked up TV signals. That's cool. And they would play this prank where they would just go into dorms or, you know, just common areas and they would hit this switch and the the TV would go fuzzy. And then someone would go up and, like, whap the side of it or do something. And then they would let go of it so the, the picture would go clear again. And then they would make it way more intricate where the person had to be, like, standing on one leg and, like, doing something. Like, <laughs> like it, they just, like, built it up into something way more and more intricate. Uh, intricate and there was a uh, keynote where Steve Jobs like that's pretty great started talking about that did I ever tell you about my Spanish teacher no in high school he was really mean he was Steve Jobs he was Steve Jobs <laughs> so uh, in our class and now I feel kind of guilty about this 
but he didn't quite understand how projectors work. And he didn't know there was a remote for it. Oh, no. So oh. we took the remote for the projector. So every time he turned it on to show a PowerPoint slide, we just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then there would be times where, like, I would do kind of the same thing where, like, he would go and press a button on it and I would just change the input immediately. Because <laughs> he would so he would think it was him. High schoolers for shits. Well, he got yeah. fired halfway through the year. Oh, no. It was brutal. He was, like, we all took that, like, state mandated the stamp test or whatever for languages. Act. I don't know what it was. Okay. Sure. Some for Spanish. And some, I was in standard oh, okay. Spanish three because I was like, fuck languages. I suck at this. I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah. Three years of credit. I'm done. We all failed it. The entire class. So I just fired him. Oh, wow. Or he was like moved. I don't know what happened formally to him. The executive. But that's actually the reason why Evan and I became friends with that class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a better reason than why... Uh, Teachers I've had who got fired, reasons I got fired. What's yeah, same. Uh, I had a, um, I think this was eighth grade. I had a teacher that got fired who um, we were convinced she was an alcoholic. Oh, boy. And we had no proof of this. And, you know, middle school kids are the worst. But, oh, like, yeah. we just oh, immediately yeah. started, kids immediately start spreading this wor- rumor yeah. that she was just, like, drunk off her ass oh, in class no. or something like also, that. Also, like, being a teacher in middle school is just, you need to walk in and own the room. You need to own them. And yeah. Wendy wants to do it. And I'm like, you are insane. Like, no, they will I, eat like, you alive. That's, that's the age when they know what the word no means and how to manipulate you. Yeah. That's when they start learning. But we had this I student teacher come in. Um, and her name was Miss Mason. Uh, and she was really nice. <laughs> it was like, me. It was wait, 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 What? Her name was Miss Mason. Driving Miss Mason. <laughs> well, Dylan doesn't know that. Uh, but you can tell me that later. Okay. She's the name of her carpool chat. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Um, <laughs> another Photoshop job. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But she she was really nice. You know, she obviously like just got out of college or something, but in like and uh she was like looking for supplies and we had one of those big steel cabinets in the room she's like oh I was like i'll check in here for pencils oh, or pens no. and she goes to open it up and one of the kids goes don't look in there like joking that like that was the teacher's previous teacher's like liquor cabinet there was actually nothing in there oh okay it was just but like you could imagine like oh, wait man, are you, wait, are you saying you guys that. got her fired for i'm not saying we got her fired i'm saying and i i was not involved in this i'm saying <sighs> that the shitty people in my classes started pushing that rumor that she, oh, she was obviously like Ooh. an alcoholic or something yeah but wow. you know i think part of being a teacher is you gotta you gotta be in damage control at all times yeah it's just like being in advertising you gotta get in <laughs> gotta, front of the message i know how to handle your like, apple should have handled the roll out of the headphone thing better miss mason or miss whatever before her should have handled the alcohol thing phil schiller was obviously drunk off his ass during yeah. that key. i will say <laughs> she, that, that, she probably should have pushed some new good, features you know, people think that like internet witch hunts are common like bigger now because the internet can mobilize and do more damage but i think humanity is just pretty just, pretty just bad people, <laughs> yeah people constantly on middle people school education people levels are, yeah mm. yeah i like I, to think that, that like we're in in the grand scheme of things we're all fucked and we're all okay <laughs> oh good yeah that sounds about right we're all fucked and we're all okay it's oh just, I, the day keeps moving yeah huh. um yeah. what about your worst teacher or the teacher that got fired excuse me it's a, a high school gym teacher and soccer coach so overall math. Overall, really nice guy. No, that probably oh, would have been better, actually. Um, oh, God. He uh, he was a great coach, but All he right. apparently had a affair with one of the students. And <sighs> that was the last oh. we heard of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's gross. Yep. Like I said. Why don't you just turn his projector off? <laughs> hey. Uh, that sucks. All right. All right. Wait, no, <laughs> I got on. one more. I got one more. Okay. Oh, no. Right. Oh, God. Wait, this one's actually really bad. Cause this, what? We're because not we're wait, wrapping each other. Wait. This is, wait, uh, wait. Did they, hold on. I thought we talked about utilities and video games on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is a utility. Talking about <laughs> public education. <laughs> public education. The greatest utility. I went to a private school. No, the mediocre utility. <laughs> the um, we had this art teacher in elementary school, um, and I never had him, but we came to orientation one uh for fifth grade, and my um, with my best friend. So my best friend and I carpooled, and it was my mom and his mom, and we get to the school, and they had like shut the school down, and there was a news van outside. And they were interviewing basically all the parents to get their like opinion on this. And apparently, this the art teacher was a child molester. Oh God! They're going through all this stuff. Yeah, and they're oh like doing all this stuff. That's fucked. But so my friend and I are sitting in the back of Ew. his mom's car, uh, just talking. <laughs> we're just, but we're just talking about, uh, you know, we're just cracking jokes. Pokemon. <laughs> well, exactly. We don't know what's going on, so we. And pocket but, monsters but we're just like uh, making like jokes or whatever and i'm like laughing my ass off and then we t- turn into the six o'clock news and it's his mom giving you like a very solemn like this is unacceptable or something and, and your two assholes behind is cracking <laughs> yes. up fuck you guys yes. that's awesome that's great and then we watch it again at eight and they had cropped me out <laughs> oh, so that, you're like mike wazowski yeah oh i saw finding dory yeah how, oh, was, that? how was it it's pretty good yeah, nice. It's like it's a Pixar, Pixar sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like Monsters University was pretty good. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It didn't uh, blow I still haven't seen that. Wendy hated Monsters University because really? Monsters Inc is her favorite. Monsters Inc is really good. And then I yeah. sat down and watched it with her, and I'm like, this is bad. This it's, is a, it's, a, it's a good. It's a, it's did, a romp. Didn't you know hold I mean? up. Like didn't hold up to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think any time that you fucking, uh, I don't know, evangelize is that a word? Evangelize. Evangelize. Evangelion. Um. No, it's it's good. And yeah. what's cool about Finding Dory is that they could have retreaded the cross the ocean thing, but they yeah. took it to like a Sea World. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I've, I've, I've seen the stuff with the octopus. There's a running joke because the narrator at the Sea World is um, Sigourney Reaver. Yes. So all the fish are like, "Well, Sigourney Reaver says," and it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's funny. I know some really good new characters. I I liked it. I mean, and there's like there was one from like just like a cinematography standpoint. There's like one of my favorite Pixar scenes I've ever seen. Really? Where, like they built it up really well and like it paid off and like Sarah was bawling. Like oh, no. no 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 in no, a good I... way. Like a really like but like the same oh, yeah, way. Yeah, but it was like cherished like kind but, of thing. And Wally did it really well too. Like when Wally really like just crushes hard on Eve and like there's that moment where he's looking at her. Like there's a couple of Pixar scenes that I think are just like just really, really well done cinematography. Like outside of all the stories, like they just they frame it really well. Like the uh, the fur- or, furnace scene in Toy Story Three. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like it just it's all this tension's built up, and they're doing it exactly right. And I felt like this scene was really good. Nice. Um. Yeah, I, I really want to see it. Or in The Incredibles, when Mr. Incredible and Mrs. Incredible are fighting in the house, I think it's like a really good Pixar scene when the kids sneak in and they're fighting. When he when gets. That- yeah, when he gets home when from gets home saving late, the, oh, waiting yeah, for yeah. him, because that's a that's a scene that I think a lot of kids can identify with, and when you see it when like a Pixar, like you know what I mean, like it's a very it's a very they're really good at like humanizing fish and superheroes, yeah. and toys. Oh, totally. So, anyways, I I would watch the movie just to see that scene. Nice. Um, by t- no means is it my favorite Pixar movie. I got mm. I got a couple of tangents. First off, I heard that Magnificent Seven, the new one's really good. Um, I love westerns. I love westerns, except for story. <laughs> No, the weakest link is actually Chris Pratt because it's basically just Star uh, Lord walked onto a Western set and just started oh, being Star Lord again. That's funny. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chris Pratt is 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 probably more singular tone than yeah. But I think he does it well. Yeah. yeah. And if that's his shtick, you know. I mean, Star Lord is just Andy with a little bit of Indiana Jones thrown in there. Yeah, I can see that. Andy from Parks and Rec. Oh. I know who Andy <laughs> is. You look confused. 
No, I was thinking. You not um, see the Andy Shrine over here? Well, I was thinking that I think that, that Star Lord is also like a younger Han Solo. Yeah, like a little more. I can dig that. A little more, a little clumsier Han Solo, but that's whatever. We're just. Um, I love that movie. But the Same. the second thing is, uh, I watched the uh, the night of. I watched the whole thing, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the cat subplot in that show is heartbreaking the entire what? time. But well, you are. only saw the last episode, so you yeah. don't yeah. see the a, we'll a spoiler alert here. I'm probably not going to watch the show. Uh, what what happens with the cat? Well, do you know the, the, the plot of the show? Vaguely. Okay, so like a guy wants to go out and party. He bars his dad's cab, goes to a girl's house. They take drugs and stuff. He wakes up. She's dead, and he's accused of the crime. So John Toro is the... Is the lawyer like, that's yeah. on his behalf? Yeah, one of the defense lawyers, um, and he has uh, eczema. And he's allergic to everything. He's a hypochondriac. Right. Um, but he this silly cat subplot. Well, there's there's a cat who belonged to the woman who got murdered, and he gets left outside because like she put him outside because the kid was allergic to it, and then like he's out there for a couple days. And then John Chitoro keeps seeing him because he keeps coming back to the crime scene. He's like, I'm allergic to cats. Then he finally takes him and brings him to uh the shelter and he's like i can't keep him because i'm allergic to cats he's like okay well we're gonna put him down within a week and then he keeps calling the shelter so has anyone got him anyone got him no then he goes back and gets him and then keeps him locked in like one of his spare bedrooms and feeds him and and starts like appreciating him and then the case goes south so he gets all depressed so he takes him back to the shelter this is the last episode and then that's where that that Plot, plot ends. ends until the very last second of the last episode where you see the cat walk across in his in his apartment again. And you knew it was gonna happen because the camera hangs there in that hallway. Oh, but man, but can you imagine how fucked up it was if it just cut to black after hanging? Where you're like, <laughs> you're like, you know, the cat's coming. Because he brings the cat not in a cat carrier, but in like a cardboard box because he doesn't have a cat carrier, so he yeah. just leaves him in this cardboard box at the shelter. And then the cat pops its head head out and then just looks longingly at John Turturro as he walks out of the animal shelter well, the, the second time. You just broke best, my heart, and I'm like, dude. I am going to cry. The best thing that happens is the the animal shelter guy's like, "What happened?" and he just walks away. Yeah, like I don't want to talk about it. Oh no, that's not what happened. When he goes to the animal shelter, the second time he just leaves him there and he he's ringing the bell to bring the guy out, and the guy never comes, so he just walks out. No, no. In the, la- the episode that I saw, the guy walked. There's the animal shelter guy there. Hmm. I'm almost. Po- I'm positive. You might be thinking of the first time he takes him to the shelter. In the last, is it twice in the last episode? I don't- I no, I, I think know. I think you're confusing two parts because in the, the one, I don't know. I've only seen one episode of this television show, and it was the last episode. I don't know. It was heartbreaking. Eh. Dude, it well, sounds you don't heartbreaking. Like cats, so you can't have you an opinion. Like cats. I just think they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people thought that the the their, the subplots in that show were because uh, I listened to Slash Filmcast. Yeah. And they were all like ripping on. They're like. They did. They didn't care for his erectile dysfunction subplot. They didn't care. They did, they thought that they under. There's an erectile his... dysfunction subplot. Oh, yeah. oh boy. I would. That all sounds interesting to me. Yeah. But uh-huh. they, I think they thought that. Did you know that originally James Gandolfini was supposed to be that role? Well, he's credited as like an executive producer on it. Hmm. Well, this was like yeah, this was built around right. him. But right. But like that made me realize was like oh, this has been in the works. Like, oh yeah, it's been working for a long time before now. he passed. How many episodes is it? It's like I don't know eight. Eight or ten. Okay. It's a mini series. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. But the reason I brought that up is because I was like, man, John Turturro is a good actor. He's a great actor. And I also didn't realize that he's one of the guys in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's that guy. Daniel O'Donnell. But um, and then it just made me depressed. I was like, why is he in Transformers? Oh. Because why is? I mean, there's a lot of good actors in Transformers. But and then I was like, 
Stanley Tucci's also in. He was in the last. Stanley Tucci's like one of my favorite like character actors. Mm. But and so I thought that, and I was like, well, they're just gonna like pull every good actor into that franchise and like just make them be shitty. And I was like, man, what if they had Daniel Day Lewis and that? And then I just said, you have an energon, and I have an energon, and I have a straw, <laughs> and I drink up your energon. Have I, you seen that movie? The I Robie drink Blood? it up. That yeah. movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? I love that movie. Hmm. It's, it's, all right. it's, cool. it's a good movie. I worked for a guy that was like, when I worked at the video game company, my boss was obsessed with that movie. It's a good movie, but like that last scene especially, like, it's, oh, it's, it's, it makes sense, but it's like, it's nuts. It's odd. Yeah. Oh, the, the there, there's a lot of odd stuff in that movie. on that movie is hilarious. <laughs> they just Where Bill Hader has pins. a giant straw and he's just walking around an ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Who's the guy that's in Portlandia? Fred Armisen is yeah. the assassin from... For some reason, he's there, too. The assassin from Mill Country from Old Men. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he shows up. Hmm. Um, yeah. So... That that was all just leading to that bit, Yeah, no, way. that's good. That was... Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great, man. I'm really glad you brought that to the table. You're welcome. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, so... Yeah, fine. Dory was cool. Uh, as far as... We're going to go back to the Apple thing for one second. Because we're going to talk about the PS4 conference. Well, they happen the same day. Here's my two cents on Apple. Okay. Because um, I have loved my iPhones. Um, I know for the, you have. For the most part. And with this next one, it just feels like the it's the exact same phone with slightly better processing power. And we're talking about the, the regular 7, not the Plus. Because um, I don't want a bigger phone. Um, don't you have the 6 Plus? No, no I, I, have I, have the, the, I have the 6. I have the 6 Plus. Put them up there, Tyler. Um currently holding these two phones for Mason the 6 Plus is significantly larger hmm. it's, it's a big old phone big old honking phone big old phone for a big old um, man and I know they know that consumers don't want bigger phones because they brought back the 5 body and just put 6 guts inside of it um, my biggest problem is that it's just the like same phone sounds. yeah guts <laughs> put you know, the guts yeah. right in there put the shove, guts shove, there. Shove, shove the guts right in it <laughs> thanks J- Johnny Ive <laughs> <laughs> so they took away the headphone jack and gave us nothing new uh, I mean, uh, waterproof. The uh, is it though? Yeah, yeah. They it's like, it, they, showed like it, they showed it in an ad with them in the rain, so I hope it. And is. they push the guy into a pool, holding his phone. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's probably pretty waterproof. Okay, cool. That's a nice touch. He, he's just still reeling from his bathroom incident. Yeah, uh, but the other thing is that, <laughs> That's fair. and one thing that I've been thinking about the lot uh, the past few days is that is it right? I think that Apple's company's brand has been built on innovation for so many years, so I can I get the frustration around that. But the other thing is, is that like I think that the smartphone is probably hitting its plateau yeah, of like innovation. It's like it's yeah. just that, you, it's just it, we got it's got to be something else. It's what, like we're we're right we're, now. It's the a laptop race to the, computer's been the same for the pat the, the MacBook Pro has been the same for what seven years? Something like the unibody that. aluminum one, mm. and it works. I mean, and it works right now. It's 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 a race to the bomb in terms of you know not quality, but like. Making it thinner and thinner, increasing the battery, the battery life, and, or like and, sustaining yeah. the battery life, and, and and processing power. But I think that and it's it, it's Apple's fault. Like, don't get me wrong. I think everyone's rightfully to be frustrated with mm-hmm. Apple because Apple's built a brand around being innovative and has not been doing that as well. But also, I think that you know sometimes it's, sometimes you go from Ford and you go pick up a Subaru or like yeah. you just change yeah. it up. Um, so the the idea that to, as technology. Over time, technology stops um, uh, improving exponentially. Isn't there a name for that? Is that Moore's law? Well, it's the opposite. Is that technology actually doubles every two years? Uh, Moore's law is processing power. Is that the number of transistors that can appear on like a, a square inch 
doubles every two years, uh, which is, a, is is now supposedly starting to level out. But then they're doing all the stuff with the um, the uh, quantum yeah. processors. Well, mm. yeah, well, and, and then quantum computing is like it's a whole different area, which we have yet to prove whether or not it technically exists. It could exist, or it couldn't exist, or it could super exist. Because that's fucking quantum <laughs> computing. It makes no sense. Up, it's a computing it, up superposition. Sounds like every other piece of quantum physics. Uh, what is it? Position? No, on position, superposition. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Well, I, I watched the describing yoga poses here? Well, no. It's dealing yeah. with, with, with atomic particles. Because mm. basically what quantum is using is that instead of dealing with electrons and electrons either being on and off, you're dealing with quantum particles um, and you're either dealing with them in four states. So a regular computer has two states, either on and off, but a quantum particle has four states where it's either, it's it's its spin, so it's either up, down, up, spinning down, or down, spinning up, and that, mm. and, you know, and right now we're working with the power of two, we're working in binary, but if we work to the power of four, everything gets, like, way computex, um, well, it's not computationally just that, harder. Tri- trinary mm. has existed. People have built systems around trinary computing. Well, like this, zero, zero, one, and two? Yeah. Yeah. But what's crazy is that quantum allows you to do, essentially, you can do an on-off check. You can be on and off at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where it gets crazy. Because instead of... So, where people think it's going to be huge is that, like, we're taking... Searching an entire massive database right now takes a certain amount of time. And, like, quantum computing could, like, make that do a fraction. So, like, the idea of, like, organizing data could be, like... It could change everything. In that like, regard. if quantum computing becomes real and someone has a actual quantum computer all security's fucked yep because it will brute force everything. everything so that's why uh the governments are all moving back to paper <laughs> i'm not like dude that's papers becoming i actually have heard that yeah the new all the nuclear stuff is moving back to and or it won't move off tapes either because they don't want to digitally back it up huh that um, would be super fascinating costly. and ironic yeah, yeah. Yeah. here we are Whatever. so uh you're gonna move off apple though i'm thinking about it um, what you were like? No, I'm, no, I'm like current, my current status is 100% switch, but it's a matter of also paying money for this and doing that whole shebang and switching phones and doing all that stuff does take a little bit of time. You have to rebuy range attention. So rains? it's one of those things where phone app. He's been this playing. would be a uh, oh, right. yeah the game rains. Um, Four dollars down the tube. I'd have to do it over like Christmas break or something when my life isn't consumed by brand center and when I ideally get a little bit of extra cash to spend on a phone. Right. If you oh, but, phone. Ha- however, my battery has started to get completely fucked. Like I can go th- from a from a hundred to what I'm at right now, eighteen, over the course of like two or three hours. That sucks. It's not. You good. use your phones pretty heavily. Though. I do. I do. But yeah. yeah, this is sort of what happened towards the end of. My I start bringing a charger around with me when I go to school. Yeah, this is what happened towards the end of my five, which is why mm-hmm. I actually had to upgrade to the six. Mm-hmm. So here we are. I will leave the house with like 195 percent and get back with like 30. By the end of the day, yeah, big old battery on that. Yeah, but if I go car. running, um, oh yeah, because that, that cuts your... about thirty percent right off. Yeah, really? Yeah, because it's just constantly tapping the the uh, GPS yeah. when I'm running. You're using Runkeeper uh, or something? Like run, I don't I use, use the Nike. I app. use my watch yeah. for that. Well, that's the thing. So I'm not really interested that. in switching, getting a new phone this year, but I'm oh, like an, an Apple, the Apple watch, watch, the Nike Plus one. Hmm. I know. I really like Dan's Samsung watch. That thing is fucking cool. Sure. I mean, it has a premium to it. Like, I don't know how much your GPS watch is, Mason. It's a hundred, hundred. I, I, I right, right. I know it was a gift. Um, it's a gift. But uh, like that chair, the, the chair was a gift. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't that kind of gift. He didn't steal the watch. He stole the I chair. He stole his chair. It was given to me 
Okay, I just oh, took it from the boathouse. Yeah, you took it. That's not given. But I took it originally in the first place. I, I acquired it. I didn't stick this chair. It's an acquisition. That is not a gift. It was not Mason's given to flustered. you. I'm not getting flustered. I'm looking at my GPS watch. So Acquiring Miss no, Mason. No, I think that the Nike... The only thing is that if I'm going to buy an Apple watch, that that band on the Nike thing is so loud just from like a... like fashion standpoint oh you don't like you know the I mean? the neon green oh i do no like, look at my fucking shoes they're no, all neon fair. colors yeah but like on your wrist it's a Every, bit much well if i'm only using it running that's great but, but I would get, you spend 370 dollars to only use it and i can get a garment like the one that sarah has it's really nice that pairs with her phone is like a hundred something oh this pairs with her phone yeah she gets text messages on it so I didn't look it's too closely at the It's like an e-ink display. Yeah, it's mm, it's awesome. That's really cool. And it's, you uses... know what's great about it is that when sun's directly on it, you can still see it fine. Nice. So I didn't look too closely at the um the that band. Was that not like a removable feature? They're all, they're all small. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I thought you could I'm just out. saying more from a like I can spend I can get the same product essentially for much cheaper that's built yeah. for running mm-hmm. as opposed to an Apple Watch is built to do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Because you're buying it. Now, if you're buying it because you want a smartwatch, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, I want I want the other features, but also like I use Nike Running, so but if you I can, can sync that up with no, her phone. I, I would have to manually enter it because that's what she does. She uh, manually enters well, it. And, plus, mm. I, I don't like that. App. They all suck. What are you talking about? There's no good one. I, For Run, running, Runkeeper is yeah. pretty fucking great. Uh, oh no, you the know the Garmin best, one's not good. You know what you suppose you should just do? What? You just write down a notebook. Shut up. <laughs> that's what I do. Get out. I'm just saying. Government's moving back to paper, and so am I. Oh, you got a good point there. I'm well. I'm I the don't... chief technologist officer here, no. but you can only use papercraft. So hell yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Um, here's why I like Runkeeper. Um, it both tracks social plugins. No, I actually don't use those. Um, this <laughs> I'll is I'll swarm on. Runkeeper. I know. Well, what a surprise! I actually don't use any of the sharing stuff on here. I'm just kidding. Um, but I can see exactly where I was, and I also get my pace pumped into my ear every five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's half a mile. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I think also that I am familiar enough with the running routes that I run that I, I just yeah. I use the USA Track and Field website to log my runs. Nice, <laughs> man. Fuck. I mean, I use the fucking Concept Two site to log all yeah. my meters forever. It's good. It's good. I mean, there's. It's not good. It gets the job done. Well, yeah. but like that's all you and like if 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 Runkeeper is good for you, then if yeah. Nike Plus is good for you, I think that you know for the calorie counting stuff, like my fitness pal is great. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, if your choice of logging is different than mine, I'm just going to burn you at the stake. Yeah. All I, right. Hey, I'll show you courage. I'll show you <laughs> fucking courage. <laughs> <laughs> you think someone at Apple is like, guys. We're not courage, <laughs> and they're all like, ripping shirts off, flipping tables over. Courage, Johnny Ives in the corner jerking off. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's appropriate. The um, I mean, that's what I do. Put, no, on, I, put I on my Johnny Ives mask. I've never been so, and also, I think that the, the, the big thing is that like, like Thomas, the my assistant coach, is hyper analytical so we have spreadsheets yeah. on spreadsheets of all the guys times at all times and then like my, my times are in there and his times are in there because we're constantly for our training too and like he's like boom boom boom, we're gonna do this this, this. and and that's just not that's not how i work yeah you know what i mean like i just i'm like did i get faster good you know what i mean and <laughs> so, i think doing something right well yeah yeah here's an interesting kind of like tangential point back when i was running really heavily doing my first half marathon and running something like i don't know be like roughly 30 40 miles a week 
I somehow conditioned my body into being able to run better when I had no sleep or food in my system because I would run. That's after. psychosomatic. There's no yeah. way that is actually happening. I mean, I would. I can't. Run I mean, yeah, that's what I would. Run. That's what I would assume too. That is just all in my head. I just from like a for me, wouldn't it like a calories burn? Thing? Like when you, you need eventually at some point energy. Sure, but oh, I, yeah. I can't eat before I go run. Oh, I can't either. That's why mm. I work out crack it on because like yeah. I wake up and I get out of bed mm. and I run. But Sarah has to eat before she works out. Mm. Interesting. Like she has to have food. Yeah, she was telling me about like the gel pack stuff because like I don't use that stuff like for halves. For the, for the marathon, I had to. I brought a bag of Twizzlers and ate those. That's the whole not. Way. That's, that's hilarious. That, that's so funny. No, it makes sense. It's just pure sugar. It's sugar. No, no, it's, no. it's actually it. It makes perfect so sense. That's actually, and I know it's it's funny, but it's also a carryover from when I did like seventy to one hundred mile bike rides because oh, okay. you just it just goes through your system immediately. And gummy bears are a big one for people. Those shock blocks that so, uh, Cliff makes are just caffeinated gummy bears. Yeah. So I was doing research for straight, a, straight a brand center project. We went to REI and we're looking at all these supplements like that. Um, and next to all that shit is, is Haribo gummy bears. Yep. And the, I love Haribo gummy bears. And their one. rack was almost empty. So they had, because also I'm, if I'm going to REI, I'm like, oh yeah, that's some gummy bears too. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine like a guy like in the tour de France, but instead of like having like one of those camel packs, it's just a, one of those giant five pound gummy bears <laughs> just like strapped to his back and <laughs> just pulling blocks off of it. So the good, the good thing about Twizzlers is that they don't have a big aftertaste. So when yeah. you're running and they're really easy plus. to chew up, that's why I like them because my dad will eat like, my dad, when we go on bike rides, like when I was younger in high school, we'd go like every weekend for long bike rides, just pack peanut butter sandwiches. And I'm like, dude, this oh, that's is dry. fucking gross. And he's like, and he's sitting there and my dad would do this shit where he would stand, like ride, no hands, eat a sandwich and then pull his phone out and start working. I'm like, we're going to die. We're going to fucking die. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but he's, yeah, whatever. Nope. Oh, come back to me. He, uh, so yeah, there's only 60 days to the fucking marathon. You, you ready? Damn, dude. No. I'm not doing this one. I wasn't ready last year, and it was fine. So I mean, I'm more ready this year than I was last year, though. Nice. Being in Pittsburgh and running Progress. in Pittsburgh made me way faster. Mm. You ever going to try doing a triathlon yes. again? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I might. I might. Well, and actually, I might try to train through the spring for it, just because there's people at Brand Center, the bike, mm. and Alex wants to bike, so I can yeah. do bike training. But I would bike, love to bike, do a triathlon. Swimming is just... So swimming is hard. So hard. Swimming is hard. Swimming is so hard. I'm, I'm not a good swimmer. I'm not a good swimmer. I should be, having grown up on the beach. I mean, I can I can swim. I can float, but I can't like. <laughs> Do you think that's what Michael Phelps says? <laughs> I can swim. I can float. <laughs> uh, no, that's Ryan Lockkey. <laughs> uh, yeah. This this stupid asshole. He there was some news story this week where he was talking about um, how upset he was with. Like the damage this has done to his career or something. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Fuck him. Like, come on, man. He's always. But I mean, fucking dumbass. Everyone. He's been sexist and he's kind of been misogynistic since before this happened. Yeah. Just now, but, everyone knows. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there's there's a good bit on John Oliver's show about it, and like before he was kind of like a lovable idiot, but now it's just kind of like. Well, yeah. he he said some things about women before the Olympics that were I was like, all right, you're just kind of a you're just kind of a dick. No. He was dumb. He used to be like party frat boy. Yeah. He's 32 though. Like, come it's on, it's dude. too late for that. Yeah. Go to work. <laughs> Get in the water. Start paying your time. Yeah. Dylan and I did loot him to all right. Yeah. Let's. Do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to talk about when Ed gets here? Dylan wants to talk about it now. All right. He's giving me a look. Uh, it has to be right now. No, uh, Dylan's shaking Dylan his head now. Dylan either has to take a giant shit or he's <laughs> talking about it right I now. I think it's the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's not. That's we're, not we're adults. That podcast is. I'm bringing it down. <laughs> we just lost a subscriber. Back because you had like a great conversation with Harry, and then I'm like, poop, poop. <laughs> uh, Welcome back to the regular show. <laughs> that's it's the because re- we're regular. 
pretty average. Where's my man Musil? All right. The theme was ancient technology. Yeah. So you want to go first? You want me to go yeah. first? You go first. Me? Yeah. Don't ask if you're not ready to be put on the spot. <sighs> all right, fine. I'll I, go I, first. I, I actually have a real quick question for Mason. Was it inspired by our summer at all? Did you guys me being frequent? regular? No. The blockbuster thing. Did you frequent a blockbuster? Ancient technology. The intern projects at Deep Local were ancient technology. Uh, I don't think the theme for Ludum Dare was inspired by Deep Local. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean your execution. Nice the try. Theme, the theme for oh, this Ludum Dare. Did we do anything with VHS tapes? I don't think so. What no, was the name of did, your... But one team did records while the other team did... Um, I guess, yeah, that yeah. might have been why my head was there. So, Wait, what did the other team do? We were going to do... Um, they had CRTs. CRT televisions. And That's then, pretty cool. Yeah, um... HD CRTs. I but thought it, they should make a dope Chrome plugin that would be like a sweet CRT emulator for web-based emulators to for LCD monitors. We pitched it. They didn't they like it. They don't like it. I don't <laughs> know how you do that. Well, That'd be really hard. We, I didn't say that. Hear me, Deep Local. Fuck no, you. No, no, no. You, you no, should cut that. No, <laughs> no. All right. Anyway. God damn it! Now I gotta wait. Let me. No, you. you're fine. It's fine. Okay. So wait. No yeah, one tell, tell us about your game. Uh, my game. Um, What's it called? It's called um, Amalgama. Does it have multiplayer? No. Does it have RPG it elements? It is a persistent Wait. MMO experience, it- VR. <laughs> Do you remember when RPG elements was like the most dropped term in the gaming industry, like in 2007? Well, yeah. that got swiftly replaced by open world. And then it got swiftly replaced by survival fucking multiplayer games. Did you hear about yeah. this arc shit? Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not a fan of a Turok-style dinosaur fighting? Well, I, I got love work. Turok. Well, Dude, it's love it's me some Turok. It's early access game that... Hasn't been fully released. It has an expansion pack that just came out. Yeah, it just sold like it's a, pretty shitty. Business. That doesn't make. Wait, what? Yeah, it's just it's, exactly. just, it's just shoddy. That, that, just, that's that's the beginning that's, and the end of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, but, what's it called uh, again? Amalgama. 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 What's that backwards? Uh, amalgama. No, it's a, it's an uh, anagram. Yeah, amalgama. Is it really? No. No, you need an L in there. Oh, okay. Uh, amalgama is. Amalgama. Amalgama. Uh, Will you fucking tell us about your game? <laughs> All right, fine. So my Amalgama. game, so ancient technology. Well, some two of the other uh, themes. There was elements, which four elements has been on there for literally like the every single time we've done Loom Dari has never won. And I think one of the other ones was uh, alchemy. And I was like, those ones, those ones sound cooler. I already have an idea in my head. <laughs> so it's another side-scrolling 2D platforming action hack and slash thing where you basically you kill these little enemies and they drop uh crafting components and there's you're yep poops and they're uh and then you make new weapons with it and i was going to implement a mega man component where it's like there's four levels each of them one of the four classical elements and you travel between them what are the four classical elements earth fire water oh earth wind and fire yeah yep and water (laughs) wait where's water in that band that's bullshit. <laughs> they kicked him out. <laughs> Water. Who is the beetle that got kicked out? Uh, the left Pete, beetle. Pete yeah. Best. Is Pete Best the water? Yeah. Yes. Pete okay. Best is the water of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Why didn't you make that game? <laughs> it's my Pete Best simulator. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I kind of finished like the the basic loop. I only finished the fire level. Yeah, I played um, it. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. There was a point, um, where I finished it and I was like. I'm good. Like I think, you know, I'm 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 comfortable with this. But yeah. also, I had this kind of like crisis of faith earlier on that day on Sunday where I was kind of like I don't want to make games like this. Like Yeah, that's the conversation we were having. I don't yeah. want I don't want to make like I don't like going to Ludendari and it's like, "All right, we're going to make I'm going to make a funny game or I'm going to make just like a yeah. game that's all pure 
mechanics. Like that doesn't satisfy me. Like I really like Ruthie's game because it's very mm-hmm. kind of zen, mm-hmm. um, and she did really cool stuff with the artwork. But As I, usual, I like hit a really big slump Sunday. Like I didn't go to the showcase Sunday night, and I was just kind of at home, and I was just like just staring at a wall, like. Was it that you weren't a fan of what you had made, or was it the format of Ludum Dare? At that point, I wasn't a fan of what am I of what I made, and I also kind of don't like the 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 two week or two day aspect of Ludum Dare because I don't know. I don't think I could make something as robust as I'd want to in in that span of time. Um, fair, yeah, it's just not how you work. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it, you know, I eventually. I looked back at the game when I had to give it to Nick from Instant Replay Live because mm-hmm. they were going to play it on, on his show, and I was on there too. You should check it out. But uh, And I was kind of like, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm proud of this. this you yeah, know, this, nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty I'm cool. Yeah. I thought the, the sprites were well-designed. Everyone thinks those goddamn enemies are cats. I'm like, no, they're not cats. kind of look like cats. They kind of look like cats, but I don't know. I was I was on a crunch. I was on deadline. Totally I just fair. had to make something. Cats are scary. I, I think um, that is that you think that was the biggest thing you ran up against. So like, was that the hardest thing? Because you've made the 2D action platformer a few times in Unity. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. workflow. Mm-hmm. So do you think that this time it was more like it wasn't even like a, a programmatic challenge or like a mechanical challenge? It was more like, I just don't want to make this loop again or this loop at this scale. Hmm. Yeah. Like there was no like there was no. uh curveballs in terms of right developing so I think, it i think maybe next time try to tackle a different because i think one of the reasons why well the reason i i did another side scrolling thing is because i never finished any other no, ones no, no 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 i'm not taking away from what i, I don't want to take that at all what i'm saying more is that i i, I really like this ludum dare just because i got to learn new stuff yeah you know and i mean, mean that's why moment does it did you see moment's game for mm-hmm. this one um it's on it's on the instant replay live video too but it's basically just a <laughs> um a little uh, test environment for him to test different shaders. That's awesome. So you have like four different like objects and each one does like a different shader effect. That's great. And and that's all he had time for because he went to that Unity conference that Saturday. But I think that I, as much as, I mean, I, I get the, the feeling that it's um, either not enough time or you can't really flesh something out. I do think that I like it as a exercise in terms of just like, I can't sit here and think of an idea for that much longer or I'm not going to have time to execute anything or like, and I do... I like that side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, for me, like, I finally want to make something that I'm proud of. Like, you know, in terms of, like, you know, talking to Henry. Mm-hmm. And Henry's like, yeah, it was like this thing took us two years. And we had these ideas at the beginning. And we worked through them. I was like, all right, I finally want to I want to put myself on that track. Right. And I just don't think Ludum Dare does that. I think Ludum Dare needs to be a recess from that. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, but, like, I don't want to recess from that because I don't feel like I'm doing the first thing enough well, do the first thing but then i'll do i'll do the first thing next time it'll probably just me coming there to work on other stuff that's fine i think i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna do it again though yeah i think uh i had a lot of fun with it but i also you know i don't know i don't mind silly stuff like a take on papers please where you work in blockbuster and rewind videotapes <laughs> that's kind of which awesome. is what my game was yeah. But I couldn't get any of the mechanics to work, so it was just a thing where you the the people spawn into the blockbuster, or no, it was called Dope Video. And yeah, they, I was trying to remember the they, name. They, of your they stack nice. up, and the physics on them they just keep accumulating, 
And then all you can do is take one giant VHS tape to the rewinder and drag it in and it resets the whole system. Hmm. And you but built that in... Stencil. Stencil. Which is on top of hacks. Because I've been hearing a lot about Construct as like a prototyping tool. Have you heard about that? Did you watch that, no. that giant bomb uh, oh, is that they used for that? Yeah, they used Construct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did watch that then, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. What is Construct? Which is another game engine for... Mm. People like Game Maker for prototyping, too. Yeah. Or Game Salad is another one Game Salad one. I've used it for a brand center project. Yeah. And that's all visualization. You're really testing out the, the, the shock mount right now. <laughs> You're, like, shaking that it's fine. mic stand. Relax, I'm just... All right. I'm relax, just... It's all good. Um, well, now Alex is doing it. God damn it, Alex. <laughs> the... Ruin this podcast. So what I liked about Stencil, though, is that it does lets you create movement mechanics and like system mechanics really easily. Do you have any access to any sort of code? Oh yeah, you can okay. get in there entirely. There's an editor. Okay. Yeah. Um they have a lot of snippets. They have essentially a GUI for snippets that you can plug into each other. It's that MIT fucking blocks thing or whatever. It's the same programming language that a lot of the like, game salad uses. What's it called? Is that visualizer where you can chain stuff together? Yeah. Mm, okay. But it's just I mean um and that part's less exciting i just it was easier for me to just like you can do sprite editing in it you can do everything you need to really quickly so they're like you can have a thing that you can look at your fully featured you know all in one kind of solution well for the brand thing i made the, the infinite runner that you yeah. play with music and it teaches you time signatures oh or time scales uh time it Signatures. Uh, time signatures. Time signatures. Time signatures. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it would be, it would be like a four-four, like, and then the Mason music also would learned change. about music as he was making this game. Huh? He learned about mu- music as he was making this game. Yeah. Mm. Music's hard. Oh, it, was, it was cool. Music's uh, like the one creative field. Like, I still haven't. Well, if you guys ever want to know more, I will happily teach you anything you want to know. Like I said, man, six weeks of guitar lessons is basically all I got. <laughs> I played cello for four years. Really? It's yeah. dope. I didn't know it was that long. Wait, how did you play cello for four years and not? Uh, and keep getting time scale and time to signature messed and up. be shitty because who fucking cares? That's fair. That's how I love that a long knowledge. time ago. A lot of that knowledge. I mean, I knew it then, <laughs> and like I knew like treble club, bass club, all that stuff. But like I just I have a my have brain a friend from moved on. Friend from college who, if you show her a picture of either a frog or a turtle really quickly, she'll say the wrong one. Uh, I think I got confused because I kept calling it time scale at some point. Just yeah, in my head that way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know I know what they mean. Yeah, like I I um. Yeah, totally. And then I took like I took music theory in high school and stuff. Nice. Like, I showed me. The only thing I learned from music theory is that if I play fits, it sounds like Chinese music. Yep, that's that is true. And if you play sevenths, it's like scary. And eighths are like clean. Uh, eighths an, is an octave. No, I know that's what I mean. But it sounds oh clean. I, I, I feel you. Measures gotcha. or are we talking about scales? So inter- scales. Inter- uh, intervals within a scale. Okay. Because um. Because I know weird time signatures, like that shit gets way out of hand. Yeah. Well, the game that I made just did it, it would do like 4-4 four, four and like... Right. That's, and that's most Western music. Yeah. But, right, uh, know, like, that is 4-4 four, four and there's like three or four main yeah. chords. I still, that's all pop music. I yeah. think Every the loop thing. of using an infinite runner to teach a lot of rhythm stuff is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really, be, really neat idea. There's uh, uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun is like 5 eighths. Or eight That's fifths cool. or something. It's like yeah. a really weird time signature. Time signatures were never something that I could really wrap my head around. Or also Money by Pink Floyd. Yeah. It was like another Money. weird one. And then you get into like a lot of the stuff I listen to, like Prague and like really technical stuff. And they'll change time, time signatures like every couple measures. And I have no idea what's going on. What kind of Prague rock do you listen to? Uh, Coheed and Cambria is my favorite band of all time. What is? Coheed and Cambria. 
Coheed and Cambria. They're a band that started in like 1999, maybe. Wait, no, there's no way they're that old at this point. Uh, do you actually not know the band? Ah, Coheed did the lead singer's got a high pitched voice. Really, they have comic sounds like with all their albums. Yeah, sounds like a girl, and he has a big ass head of hair. Um, plays a double neck guitar for two songs. Cool. Yeah, Dan and Alex love them. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm never listening. We're obsessed. Episode. I will happily send you some stuff. Uh, but I like prog rock. So. Nice. Like Rush and that kind of stuff. No, I uh, love Rush. I mean, I don't have anything against Rush. I don't think I've listened. I played Twenty One Twelve at least a million times in, in high school. Nice. Because that was like one of the few songs I knew on bass. But Jethro Tull is technically prog rock. Technically, yeah. So that's a good example. Yeah. Played a lot of Rage Against the Machine in high school. I'm sure you did. That's also pretty easy on Did base. you figure out that visual puzzle, name all eight oh, 90s yeah. bands? The, the oh, I looked at it. So when you sent me that, I was... Where was I? Was it Friday night you sent that? I didn't send it, Dan. Or Dan did. Was it, Fr- it might have been Friday night. Yeah. Probably by then, I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stared at it for like a good five seconds. I was like, I'm not going to figure this out. And I looked. I was like, that one's Alice in Chains, and I'm out. Yeah, the Smashing Pumpkins one I saw. I saw Radiohead. I saw... I'm like, uh, I'm sure Nirvana's in here somewhere, but... I saw... I can't remember. I, I, saw, not, I think I got most of them. But um, at that point, we were doing the alumni dinner thing, and Chris comes back, and he's like... Because I guess he wanted to do... I don't know why. I wasn't a part of this. He's like, we're doing drop shots. And I'm like, no. Well, like like bombs? Like Jaeger bombs. And... Oh. Um, he comes back. He is the oldest one of us. I know. He comes. When I, like whatever. He's in town for one weekend. Right, I'll, right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll humor him. Alabama Slammers. Those are pretty good. So the he comes back and they're just these. He just comes back with six plastic cups. And I'm like, all right. It just he's has like, absinthe. He's like, the bartender's out of glass, so they pre-mixed them all. I'm like, ew. So we just had like pre-mixed oh. Jaeger, which I fucking hate Jaeger. Period. Yep. Really? Oh, so my game. So, um, <laughs> Dude, take Jaeger bombs defines my game experience. No, it was cool to like, you know, I use it more as like a, you know, I never done made, I made my own game for brand center, but I never like made one. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish it, but I think it was still good exercise to go through and just pick a loop and, and, and implement it really quickly. I like that. And I think that it's really important for me to get it in a state where I can play with it or I can't think about it. You know what I mean? And I decided that I just didn't like my loop once I made it, and I was like, "Well, this isn't this isn't gonna be fun." So I, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of got mm-hmm. bored of that. So then I started making characters that were little squat fat blackbuster employees, and I like doing that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It was like my favorite part was just making uh, VHS cover art or like pixelizing old VHS cover art too. Neat, cool. But the uh, it was good. It was fun. Um, but I definitely did not put near as much time hmm. that weekend into it because I had the. Uh, XD cookout the night yeah. before. I had a nice balanced weekend. Like I was there until maybe like nine or ten each night, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go." It's much easier to do them now than when I was working full time. Oh, when I worked so? full time, it was it was it just it's really draining for me to sit in front of a computer all day and then go do it again. For mm-hmm. an even weekend. if it's for like yeah. creative pursuits, like I I can't do it. Oh. Yeah, that never bothers me. And you guys, and it's that's that's not. I'm not taking away from other people i just think that i just yeah i am um, incapable of just sitting in front of a computer like i just it drives me crazy mm-hmm. i get yeah. really i get really antsy so. I, I had a point the other day where i needed to be away from people and away from all technology and that's just, the first part of my life every day yeah so i can i can feel you on that one the um but it's it's better now also the other thing is that like 
when I do game dev, I'm not doing what I'm doing at Brand Center all the time. So I think that if I get a job doing what I'm learning at Brand Center, it'll be easier. But like when I was doing web development every day, doing game development felt pretty similar. I don't know. Yeah. They're different enough, but it's a lot of just, especially once you're like doing like just implementing assets and that kind of thing. That's like just implementing assets in the web. It's mm-hmm. just busy work to get it stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. been... I redid the off-brand site. Oh, yeah? Ooh. yeah? How's it look? Has it used the same theme as Mm-mm. Word still? No. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still working on it, but I wanted to make it more about the episodes. So now it's all... Nice. That looks cool. Yeah. I dig that. It's pretty simple. Yeah. People should check that out. Alex's nice headshot and then... Yeah, do you want like a different image for me? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> we can redo yours if you want to. Oh, yeah. We, um, we'll we'll do... Uh, good, yeah, uh, you want to do either a season closer or a season opener for me. Like, I just need to read... We can, we can do it again or... Dope. They're shorter now. That's the only thing. Yeah. Here's an hour and a half and now they're all like 40 minutes. I think it's better for the yeah format. more digestible. Um, I I listen nah, to that. I listen to more podcasts when I can listen to more episodes. At a time. Really, really, I like them long. I love yeah. like a four hour podcast. Yeah, just girl. put it in my ears. Well, but I like you know I like the giant. I like listening to the giant bomb guy. I think it's, I like I think it's my, ADHD. my ADHD. Dude, Game Informer podcast continues to get really good. Really, like, they still do some of the best game industry interviews. Andy nice. McNamara, right? Yeah, he does a lot of them. But like, just they interviewed the Metroid Prime director who's doing record now. And he was super candid about the process of how, like, he pissed Miyamoto off. Really? He showed up to the first meeting without a notepad, and they thought that was, like, disrespectful because he wasn't taking notes. To Metroid Prime? Yeah. What the fuck? That's great. I think great. it's awesome. Well, I it's think just, it's, that's Japanese corporate culture. It's, yeah. that's corporate culture. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing, but, like, yeah. just hearing those little anecdotes makes me so happy because he's like, dude, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing the whole time we made that game. And we still don't. Look at Rico. Yeah, well... Yeah, he's cool. Oh, I talked to Dan about record the other day because it's coming out the same day as a Bioshock collection. Oh my god, I'm excited about that. I'm so he's gonna implode. So excited for that. Um, The forty dollars price point is pretty smart, Um, and I really like the initial launch video I saw for Record, especially hearing that the Prime team was doing it. But the gameplay trailer—it's not the Prime team; it's a new studio. Okay, headed by the Prime guy. And Concept is involved, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't know how that just feels very more like more like same. It just looks like a you know a third person action yeah. adventure like I mean it looks cool yeah no more no less just but, another third but, person action game um I don't know it kind of made a big splash when it first came out and then submerged and then yeah it seemed like it had a hard time getting yeah. its bearings from a uh, stand like a just they can't get their hands around the marketing of it for yeah. sure um you know I what the best marketed game of this year is Pokemon Sun and Moon really I think they've done a killer job oh man Samson Oak. Well, I love they, Samson Oak. They've made that game stay in the headlines of Gaines Media almost every week for the past like two months. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You got a really good point there. Uh, also, yeah. I mean, like they just put, you know, they put it out at a trickle because you have to imagine there's what, 150 new Pokemon? Mm-hmm. They put out what, five a week? It's smart. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, You guys have played any games? Um, Not really, actually. Busy week. Um, I do really want to play um, Overland. It's an alpha now. I was reading a um, yeah a uh, developer journal from from one of the guys on the team. They were saying they were talking about different parts of it that are complete, like the UI is eighty percent done, the mechanics are eighty percent done, That's but the, the content and stuff you know not as done. So I think they feel collectively that it's like fifty percent done, but that was enough to get it out there. That's part of uh, HIO's big early access push. Like if you look at their um 
what I forget what they call their equivalent of early access, but it's uh, a refinery, the HIO refinery. Mm. But that's like yep, their big mainstead uh, release is Overland. Have you seen okay, it? Cool. Yeah, it's, the, it's on the front page right now. It's a post-apocalyptic turn-based game. We, so, we definitely talked about this because it's pretty much... Um, it's low poly. Uh, fuck, it's not uh, XCOM. Something else. It's another, this is just we're talking about head. procedurally generated turn-based games. Um, there's another one we were playing at the same Sounds time awful. that this came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who makes those? Nothing I would ever like. Yeah. Or nope, make. Nope. <laughs> Never. That sounds um, awesome. But yeah, it, it looks really fucking cool. It looks cool. Oh, it's F- it's post-apocalyptic FTL. That's what oh. It is. Yeah, yeah, because you chart, you, you're like driving across yeah. the U.S. or something. Oh, I have seen that. Got, yeah. Oh, that looks great. The big, the big, the big the sandboxes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it looks it, awesome. Yeah, yeah. low poly, wa- low poly wash out visuals. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like I, Oregon Trail. Kind yes, of. it looks like a really fucked up Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, or Oregon O R G A N. I was saying no, that's a game. Wait, really? I heard Oregon Trail. No, I said Oregon, like as in like like I was making a joke, but apparently that's a real game. Yeah, it's a post apocalypse zombie Oregon Trail game. That's funny. And the same exact art style. Really? Oregon, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that looks great. It looks cool. Yeah. yeah. I fucking, the early access model drives me nuts. Yeah. I can't play I games that I want to play because I want to play them when they're done. And me it makes too. me sad. That's why I haven't played this one yet. That's why I haven't played No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is done. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can say that. <laughs> Full price point. You've been playing anything else? Overwatch. And I'm going to keep saying that just so we have it on the games played every single week on, on the website. Hey, Overwatch is a great uh-huh, game. Man. They released a new map. You like the new map? I love the new map. Really? Oh my God. Some people don't like it because <sighs> it's so uh, choke point oriented. But I think I, oh, I haven't played it. See, I haven't so, touched this game at all yet. You should so, just fucking get it. Yeah, so that and map, actually get Xbox it's, One because the Sony thing, the PS4 yeah. Pro looks whack as fuck. Wait, whack hold, attack. Hold the, hold that conversation. We'll talk about this map real quick. It's fucking beautiful. It's set in this kind of like, I don't know if you guys know, Latveria from, from Marvel Comics, like this old like Eastern European German, kind of like vaguely fancy ass. Age of Ultron. Second. Yeah, castles and and shit, um, and there's a ton of stuff there setting up the lore of the world, but it just looks really cool, unlike any other others. Um, and I actually I dig the fact that there are so many choke points because it makes it really tense the entire game. Like, I, I I'm trying to think through my head right now what the choke points are. I'm losing count because there are so many points where things just go totally south for whatever team you're on. Um, it's cool. Is um, you been playing Anna at all? Playing what? Anna. The character, a the little bit sniper healer. Um, she doesn't usually fit like the way I like to play. Um, I, as in a healer. Um, no, I like playing the healers. I like playing both Mercy and Lucio. Um, Mercy is a, a dedicated healer, and Lucio is kind of an area of effect. I'm still a bit is on- there offensive. Jet set radio tribute. It totally, which I'm so it's all really about. Great. Um, I usually I prefer playing offense, and some of the defense characters are more offensive, but. I like playing the characters that can just, just get like right up into the enemy, flank them, and and scare the hell out of them. Who who was the girl in boxing this morning? What was her name? Um, Krista. Krista. Do you know her? She, first, she's the first year uh, art director, I think. Really who's, nice. there, who's who's there this morning? Um, about twelve people. Um, Tommy was there. You're, oh, you're God, Tommy! I yeah. love Tommy. Wait, yeah. he was. Tommy's yeah. my mentee. Tommy Carroll. He was training with um, Tony. Tommy Carroll's the first he last seen in my book. Wait, was so. he the guy with the Emery shirt? Yes. Oh, okay. Emer- he doesn't look the same as his uh, uh, Tinder face- Facebook. <laughs> yes, his Tinder. Um, I swiped right. Yeah, this girl, really nice. She was saying how tired she was. I was like, oh, you got drinking last night. She's like, no, I was playing video games. What were you playing? Overwatch. It's ruining my life. And she goes, and then she starts complaining about like the picks people are using at the beginning of the game. And she... <laughs> 
like verbatim, we have enough fucking Hanzos, bitch. That's everyone. Oh my, yeah. that's that's my life motto now. Yeah. Hanzo just spams and sucks. Um, Overwatch is a good game. Yeah, I say it every week. Really I'll, well play, I'll play. I'll play it you eventually play it. one day. You can play anything, Dylan. Nothing but the game of boxing. I mean, I talked about what I played with Henry. So, I oh, I guess I we're not good enough to hear about what you. Well, played. it's what I played last week. It's Super Mario 3D World and the uh, Tomb of the Mask. That's all I played. Word. Still good games. Nice. Tomb uh, of the Mask is the uh, iOS game you were showing me, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Still cool. Uh, I'm gonna finally beat Fallout 4. You are. I'm building a teleporter to go to the Institute. Oh, thank Christ! <laughs> Wait, have you never been to the Institute? <laughs> nope. Holy shit! Oh my god! Wait, what? I, I never, I never even came close to making that far. And I still know that that's like a huge turning point. I in the don't game. even. I know there's a big twist, and I think oh. I think I know. I've heard enough anecdotally about it. That I, I know what's gonna happen. Oh my god! Wait, but um. Okay, hold on. What, what's your theory? Oh yeah, I want to hear oh, what your theory I, is. I, I have a theory that that uh. Sean, well, no, say it. I think that Sean's older, older than even in the flashbacks with his what's his face, mm. and then he's a scientist there. Uh huh. That's my theory. Okay. Hey, real quick, totally unrelated to anything. I don't like when you ask that question. Um, what's <laughs> the What's the soccer field where you and Tim played recently? <laughs> I'm trying to find, tell you when we're done recording. I'm trying to find a place to go find go fly my drone later. Oh, you can't go there. Oh yeah, yeah too many people. A, yeah, harass too many the kids, soccer players. And I the mean, dad will be very upset. I'm a, telling you, being in Richmond, a <laughs> southern city, I would not fly drones next to people's kids. I definitely would not either. So yeah. thank you for that warning. Do you want me to tell you how off you are on the Fallout 4 thing? Or do you want to find out yourself? Am I off? Do you want to know? No. You got it completely right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well then... That, all right. Except that he is the leader. I figured that's what mm-hmm. I was going yeah. But you can... I mean... I it's, hate that I do this. I figured that out as soon as I knew... Like the last time I played it, I was like, "If I'm going to the institute, he's just gonna be the fucking, he's gonna be running it because that's what's getting it." Well, that's. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I like because I'm pretty good at predicting stuff like that, but I don't know if it's just because I just let them take me. Well, you were really into the save your son thing. Yes, I have gone around and saved every settlement. Yes, I know. You shot enough uh, ghouls to so <laughs> make a wall out of them. <laughs> so I'm playing it again on survival, um, and I installed a mod because I didn't like that survival didn't have fast travel. So I installed a mod where I can build motorcycles at settlements that then they become they make settlements all fashionable points. So it's kind of like But you have to interact with this like static mechanic, yeah. Object. So you go up to a motorcycle, you hit E travel to, and then you can drive a motorcycle over there. That sounds like the worst thing. The one thing I hate the most about The Witcher 3 is I have to find a fucking signpost. Oh, a signpost. Like fuck off. Just let me fast travel. I play The Witcher 3 where I kind of just walk a lot of places. I fast travel sometimes, but like I don't know. No, I'm, I like I like I like wandering on that world. Um, I really, really, really like Fallout on survival. Like I it, bet it's um not even like a like I I eventually put a um a quick save thing in too because I, I took the bed thing out. I didn't I wasn't great about that, but I like that it gives a purpose to food and medicine and mm-hmm. that the, the I like that the enemies die a lot faster and that I die a lot. Like you're very conservative. It feels like Stalker. Um, and it gives like a purpose to the cooking. Like a lot, there's a lot of systems in the game that are really good, that just aren't well done. And it also like I take dog meat everywhere because he doesn't take away from the lone wanderer perk. So the lone wanderer perk lets you carry a hundred more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the idea of like, um, targeted areas of attack. Like a headshot is a headshot no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. I assume that's what it is. Kind of. It's some. I'm, sh- I'm some sure death claws legendary are... whatever won't yeah. do it. 
but my sneak is so good now that I can one shot pretty much everything. Nice. Um, and I, I put a, I got a mod so that I can put uh, suppressors on energy weapons, <laughs> which is sweet. <laughs> I got a mod. That's fine. And then I have the console commands, which right. makes the game so much more enjoyable. Spawn Sean. No, play. I don't. I don't do play that. ending. But like, if I'm <laughs> if I'm at a computer terminal, it's like unlock master, and I'm like. I want to know what this happens, so I just go unlock, and it just I can see that uh -huh. stuff now that I would have never gone back That's and seen. Uh, also, I can put no clip on, so if I have to, like walk around something, I don't want to walk all the way around it. I just put no clip on and just <laughs> fly through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, there's a lot of things that I think are in that game that get in the way of it trying to be fun. Yeah, um, but you made it more like the inventory. Yeah, the inventory sucks. I, I will say with the mouse and keyboard that the Pit Boy is way better. Yeah, but the Pit Boy just blows as an interface. They've never been good at making good inventory UI. I didn't mind Skyrim. I, I, I didn't yeah, mind Skyrim. Yeah, but it was still a list that, like, yeah. if, if you had, like, a chest in your house, you yeah. had, like, a thousand items. It would be nice to be able to sort a little bit further. And there were a couple mods that did. Um, it would be nice to it. sort at all. There was no granularity to, like, uh, there chests. Were, there were weapons and items, and but yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, man. But yeah, so Alex has been teaching me boxing. Yeah. The great blood sport. Of the ages. Uh, we stick everyone in a basement, and if it's your first time there, you have to fight. Uh, no belts, no shoes. And, uh, yeah, Dylan's got a couple black eyes right now. Yeah. Like, a couple, I mean, two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> My third eye. Uh, but, yeah, it's been cool. Um, it's, uh, I'm still bad at putting the wraps on because I still haven't watched the tutorial video so that I made Alex a, made. <laughs> really, so, hand wraps are pretty important. And the first time you do them is you're kind of just like, why am I wrapping my hands? What the hell is going on with this? I made a tutorial video for these guys. And it's very obvious who has watched this tutorial video and who has not. I've been you, busy, I'm, man. Let me tell you about coaching undergraduates hey. and explaining to them. <laughs> I am a graduated no, 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 undergraduate. No, no, no. i my experience. Yes. Oh, I know. T we had that collective more. experience together. I've heard some stories, but I'd love to I've... hear more. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying like you just, it's, you're just, you're constantly saying the same thing over and over ad nauseum. Yeah. That's just part of the. Um, There's a point where ma er, Alex was like, "Make two lines," and we people couldn't get their shit together. And he's yeah. like, "Grad students, two lines." That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted like two horizontal lines. Everyone's kind of just like in a cluster. Like, what do we do? <laughs> well, one thing that I, I like uh, that I learned from coaching um, is that a lot of it's just saying the same thing a different way. It's yeah. teaching. It's just teaching. It's like, yeah, and the same thing with, with teaching. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it's a great skill for uh, just working it's, it's been good. It's, this is my first time coaching a group of people as opposed to one-on-one, -on -one, which I've, I've done a lot. So, mm. yeah, like trying to find that balance between keeping the quick students entertained and the ones who need help, um, giving them that help, you know, when when I have to, like, coach them one-on-one. -on -one, like, it's, awesome. it's like juggling spinning plates, but in a really good way. It's fun. Yeah. It's great. Dylan, you liking it? Yeah. Um, I like learning new stuff and... Someone just needs Dylan. Just needs to get in a fight and get it out of his. Oh system. yeah, I just need to fight someone. He's got to do it. Uh, He's no, punch no, someone. but I like I like, you know, it's the same thing when I first learned rowing. It's I like the form, like learning the 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 proper form is way more interesting than yeah, you know, doing it stronger or harder, faster. I mean, that's fun too. Yeah. But I mean, that stuff will come as you get the form too. Right. Um, it's still very awkward and not at all because I'm you're just on your toes mm -hmm. constantly, very hard, and you're mm -hmm. just rotating. And doing these kind of rotating motions is, you know, not a lot of the crew knowledge is, is assisting me in this. Yeah. Besides having relatively stronger calf muscles to keep my feet up longer. <laughs> yep. It's a lot of muscles you just don't ever really think about or use. Yeah. That's awesome. But, but yeah, I like it. Can't wait to beat the shit out of someone. 
Oh boy, you kids! No. I, a couple people so far are already like, when, "When do we spar? When do we spar?" I'm like, Haha, "Not for like two months." Yeah, I mean, I and I wouldn't imagine it going any other way. And I mean, whatever, we just shadow box for the rest or use the pads. Yep, doesn't matter. Because I mean, you know, what is the point of boxing or learning a martial art like outside of self defense or using it in a competitive aspect? Like, I mean, it's just to. You know, it'd be the same thing with throwing. It's just, you know, another way to improve your body. So if we never enter any sort of like competition like that, whatever. Yeah. We're still learning a skill. But you're yeah. not competing at it. That's the oh, thing. That's, oh, it's breaking. That's, where, that's oh. where I fall off. I can't yeah. I can't do a thing if I'm not racing. Interesting. Like I, I like I like soccer, but I like soccer because I like playing the game. No, yeah, and I would like playing the game too, yeah. but no, uh, you should go. I mean, you should. Yeah, you don't have to compete. I'm not. I'm not taking. I think that we talked about this before with rowing. Like, there's two. There's two different approaches. To, not two different approaches, but like there's. I think there's enjoying the motion and enjoying the the elements of racing, and like, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive either. No, yeah, but I think that you know. But you enjoy racing far more than I enjoy racing. Hmm. Right, but also like you know, I understand that I have to put thousands of hours which i've put into rowing and running to do the, the sport the races that i want and they have to compete at the level i want to mm-hmm. and same thing for boxing yeah. same, thing for, same thing for chess you know i will say that boxing scares the shit out of me Bo- fighting in boxing general is, scares the shit boxing out of is me. scary when i first started doing like full-on sparring they actually work out flinching from your system like because if you're <laughs> stand there if you're throwing punches and closing your eyes or if you're getting punched and you're closing your eyes you're going to lose so I'm gonna lose anyway. Yeah. So they train you to <laughs> just fall on the ground. Yeah. Dude, fuck. I don't. I'm Cur- not a fighter. And, and cry. Yeah. And you, you get trained to like take a punch from any direction and not close your eyes. You learn a lot about yourself when you start doing that. Well, just when I was holding the pads for your friend Mike this morning, like you know he doesn't seem like a super strong guy, but like when he hit, yeah, you can feel it. Oh, totally. And I was like, God, am I hitting this hard or am I not? Like you know, no idea how to gauge my own strength You're hitting pretty hard i felt it even over here i was like oh dylan's yeah. punching something oh. a little bit of a shockwave um, because you know i train with um you know yeah my, t- my two partners last week were women so i had a kind of skewed perspective Whoa. yeah oh let's dylan. see how quickly we can spin this to make dylan look like an ass <laughs> um yeah um I, you guys have only been doing this for about two hours at this point yeah. we had one hour last week one hour this week so i'm still pretty impressed you guys have Picked it up so quickly. Need more time. Need more. Need more training time. hours. Yep. Every night. Every day. Gotta get on the jump rope. Yeah. 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 Gotta climb the stairs of the Philadelphia State House. Yeah, we're all gonna take a field trip to Philadelphia and, and climb up the stairs. We're gonna go there for Rowan too. Go house rows right there. Mm-hmm. Jump over the park benches. It's cool. So how do you? Where do you compete at boxing or Muay Thai? What do you do? So. The way we did it in D.C. was that our our trainer, our, our gym owner and head coach would... Pick the house. Yep. And that was designated as the blood house. Yep. <laughs> um, we, made a, we made an offering to corn, uh, blood for the blood god. And then we sacrificed a goat. Um, no, so the head coach gets in, co- gets in touch with other coaches or finds uh, exhibitions and signs you up for them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's on them to, you know, Make sure you're ready for their. And you've done team. these matches before. Yeah. How many have you done? I've done one official match, but yeah, we also fought every Saturday. So back when I was training, like four or five days a week in DC, 
during the week would be sparring with your teammates and, and workout classes. And then every Saturday, it would be a rotating roster of like friends of the gym or other or the gyms in the area. And you just go in and just still be friendly pads or no pads You're still sparring. But like, it was very much like I'm now trying to land hits on you for points and I might even knock you out if you're not careful kind of thing. Um, never been knocked out from a punch to What's your official record face a record in what boxing boxing. So was, uh, was it your official, fight? Did you win win? your official fight or did you lose your official fight? I lost by points. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm 0 and 1 right now. Was it? Right. Is it round based like traditional boxing? Yes, it, it was. Okay. I'm sorry, it's better than my record. Yeah, <laughs> of zero, unofficial zero. fights, of all of which I've been like <laughs> just sucker punched, and I'm like, that sucks. Oh yeah, and well, I I think I had a draw for my only unofficial fight. That's good. <laughs> yeah, having um, a street fight, having a concussion before I wouldn't yeah. look forward to being I, knocked out i no, I, think, I think the, the elements that you find appealing in boxing are the ones that i would find appealing yeah. no no part of me wants to like yeah. i just oh I'm i not, and i just the, the fighting thing just it, it 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 does freak me out at like a visceral level mm-hmm. like i just do not i think because i grew up and my brothers and i just beat the shit out of each other oh, and yeah. now like being older i'm like that's inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> that would condition me too like i I have zero desire to ever actually. Oh, I'm not saying you guys again. do. I'm not. I'm. Oh, try, no, I'm trying to say like that. my yeah. like. I think that the the strategic and technical side of boxing is what I think is cool about it. Also, I like watching yeah. it. And it's fine. Sparring is great, but I never want to fight. Like my money maker is up at Central Target. Like, yeah. Do you um? Do you wear headgear when you do? So that's an interesting one because. If you're if you're training with people who are inexperienced, you want to wear headgear because they don't know how to control themselves. But if you're training with people who know what they're doing, you probably don't want to wear headgear because that can encourage people to hit harder. And and if so, if I'm sparring with someone and we're not wearing headgear, I'm gonna make sure I'm not throwing the hardest punch possible. I'm gonna throw fast and for technique and try mm-hmm. and get be accurate, but I'm not gonna try and hurt them. Huh. Um, so that's it's an interesting line to walk. Um, but yeah, if you were to ever start sparring, I would say with headgear for sure. Yeah, you had a concussion before. Yeah. All right, that doesn't make me more prone to no, receiving I've... concussions. Yes, it does. No, it yeah. does uh, it? You, you trip every single day, Dylan. Just admit it. <laughs> I thought when you had a concussion, it makes you more prone to, um, to the next yes, wave it, of concussion. It, yes, it does. It actually, yes, it makes yeah. you more susceptible to another concussion. Oh, yeah. your brain's rattled, bud. Yep. <sighs> Got the punch drunk love. No, no, no. And I, I want to make sure that I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I just it makes my hands sweat to think about. It makes me nervous. That's cool though. Yeah, it's cool. All right, I'll, I, I'll come. I'll, 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 let's, let's fight. I let's box. This wasn't yeah, like you, a way to pressure you into coming. No, oh you no, can, you can come. It'll be fun. No. No, if you're scared of it, man, it's gonna. You be got a good reach. Face your fears, huh? You got a good yeah, reach. Yeah, you got you got them long arms. I do, but I'm a, I mean, I'm a runner, not a fighter. Mike, what, what, we, I'm a what runner. we've done, what we've done in class so far is just pad work. No, nah, no one's hitting each other. But yeah, no, we will not peer pressure you into coming yes. to boxing. Now, I'm starting a class on Sundays, and it's uh, it's called uh, how to be a lover with Jason. Get Brown. it out. How to how to create a peaceful world. Huh. Fucking hippie. Non, your conscience is We wrap our subjective. hands in love. Um, I do want to go out on the water at some point. I'll take you out. Yeah. Don't wear your gloves, though. No. Can't wear gloves. <laughs> I Don't show, wear I show, up, I show up in boxing gloves. Let's do it. The uh, Not even regular gloves. Like, lifting gloves. Dylan yeah. can tell you. Because... Like, like, you then know. you're just a pussy. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. I will happily get those calluses 
I can handle it. Oh, it sucks, man. And my cans have never gotten used to them. Like, yeah. When we get off the water in winter conditioning and we go back on, like, my fans are super fucked. Mm. Because I don't develop, like, my calluses don't stay. So I have really soft hands. Feel my hands. No, I'd rather really not. Put your hand no, just touch me. it. Please just stop. touch it. Help. Just, okay, he's going to touch my hands. Oh, oh, you do have soft hands. Wow. <laughs> yeah, feel my hands. They are so soft. Uh, Artist hands. Yeah. No, so uh, I went to college with a guy whose father was a mortician. And over the summer, he would work he would work with so, his yeah were you guys doing soccer again yeah he would work with his father <laughs> in Park. the morgue uh preparing bodies and oh, i swear God. to god he had the creepiest softest hands because he's working with like embalming mm-hmm. fluids and stuff it, it was like dylan's hands are soft yep just it treating dead bodies unnerving. all the time no dylan can tell you like rowing the you learn 80 percent of what you need to do in rowing like the first week but it's just so overwhelming because it's not a natural motion at least it was. Like, I had such a hard time with rowing. Also, even if you know the motion correctly, I will guarantee no one else in your boat. <laughs> well, but if you, if I if I took you down, like, if I took someone on a double, like, teaching Thomas a skull is easier than teaching eight new rowers to get sure. the boat together. Yeah. We should probably wrap up. All right. I have to take, so, I have to take Sarah to Costco. So Alex can ditch his iPhone. Ditch yep. the iPhone. Dylan, you got anything else? Uh, I might. Uh, oh, what are we doing for game of the year? Do you want to talk about that? I want to talk about Dan. You're going to talk about Dan? Yeah. Okay. We I I, I couched that because Dan's not here. But okay. we can, we can, Sounds good. We, we have a couple options, but you should think about how you want to. And I have an idea. Okay. I have a second idea. Oh. So beyond just the topic of game of the year, what's the prompt here? Like, what How we... would you want to discuss Ward's games of the year? Cool. All right. That's the prompt. And preferably something that represents all of us. Okay. All of our different tastes. Mine is Dylan. So, Mine is uh, me. Because mine's no going to be the narr- hardest. No narrative. No Zelda. No Resident Evil. No narrative. Evil. That's no Bioshock. So, all right. Nope. Get that out of there. Yeah, yeah. that's gone. No uh, Nintendo games. It's just going to be XCOM. <laughs> yep. Then, Ten times. You know what? No, um, no systems-based games either. No uh, no roguelikes. No... no just just Overwatch. The game We're of the just going to talk about Overwatch. Game of the year for 2016 is Pong. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly followed by Space War and then Space Invaders. And E.T. And E.T. A classic. E.T. Wards game of the year 2016. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but we're out. Wrap it up. Bye. Bye.